0: Hey everyone, welcome to a very special edition of the Music Podcast with Dave and Neil. We're calling it the Splendor Special. If you are on the way to Byron Bay right now, congratulations. If you're at home being miserable, we apologise. We hope this podcast will be some sort of service to that because we have two very special guests on the show today, both Splendor headliners. I'm talking about Queens of the Stone Age and... And Royal Blood. Dave and I sat down with both these bands who are in Sydney this week uh, to talk about Splendour, personal albums, all the rest of it. Dave's not here right now because he's been a big jerk. Uh, But Stefan is here. Uh, He's dreary-eyed, but we're having a great time. So again, if if you're on the way to Splendour... I hope this helps you guys. Congratulations, and uh, good luck this weekend. So we'll kick it off right now. This is our interview with uh, Troy and Dean from Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, We were backstage with them at the Horton Pavilion uh, on Wednesday, I want to say, uh, for their headline show in Sydney. Fucking awesome show. Um, You'll know what I'm talking about if you were there. But yeah, here's us talking to the boys. Check it out. Well, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on board. Um,
1: And congratulations on the new album, which is coming... To us, very, very, very soon. Um, how's it feel to you know that's on the precipice of, of release?
2: I, I'm, I'm kind of excited because we've been living with it for a long time and we, we want to unleash it. Uh, so we want to see it. It's your problem now. Yeah, yeah,
0: you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing, I think, for, for a lot of your, your standard music fans would be. This album is produced by Mark Ronson. Now, Mark Ronson is obviously a huge name in his own right, as our Queen of the Stone Age. But you wouldn't really think that these two names go together. Whose call was it to bring in Mark? Did he call you? Did you guys call him? Well, uh, it was something that, that Josh and him had worked yeah. together before
2: and really Ush kind of came to us and said, what did you think of this? Because it really, we've been talking about the music for a long time. And we've been wanting to make a record where it's more focused on, you know, a lot of the music that we like, which is danceable. Mm. We're a rock and roll band, but rock and roll was first dance music. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. when you watch Elvis, Huck Berry, I mean, kids were dancing and screaming and going wild. Mm. So we... We wanted someone that understands DJ culture and and understands, you know, like, the way those records sound, you know. So, uh, you know, he was just sort of, it was kind of a no-brainer.
3: Yeah, it helped, you know, create kind of a total opposite environment to how we were working on the last record, which is something I think, if, if there was any one thing we kind of consciously said is, let's just kind of go into this with a different... In you know, a different environment to work in, mm. it's not as emotionally heavy, mm. and you know, it just kind of led us to that, that way of thinking. That, yeah, you know, dance record, or you know, I mean, yeah. I don't even really consider it a dance record, though. No. You know, it's just, yeah, I, I, I think it's more, it's just something that is
2: our future selves, like now. Yeah, like, like we wanted it to, you know has to evolve our sound and what we consider ourselves as Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. It's got to evolve you can't repeat yourself. So he was he was very good for us and allowing us to be who we are and so we're not you know messing with the cueing and, and, yeah. and Mike prees and all that shit. We, he was just the guy behind the glass And we were the band In the room
0: the cool, the cool skit you guys did With Liam Lynch You know he kind of He had fun with that The fact that you know This guy is produced For Adele and Bruno Mars Yeah Was that ever a concern For you guys Or for Mark To be honest no Because uh, he's a great musician and, and he's got tons
2: of style yeah. And he's got great hair he's, <laughs> he's, um, he's really funny too yeah. He really really jived together As people Yeah So that was It was just kind of a like who cares?
3: Yeah, who cares what people think? Yeah, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, Yeah, truthfully, we didn't. I mean, who knew if that combination would work? You know, Mm. and that was kind of the exciting part about it. Is just take this scenario where it could be go great or terribly wrong, and you know just. Try something new and different. Mm. I mean, this obviously isn't your first
1: rodeo. Like you guys are uh, so many albums in, in, in deep now. Uh, is it easier the more albums you guys do, or is it? Jo- oh no, we're Art. shaking heads. It's harder it no, every time.
2: Yeah. I would say because you, you're more, you're harder on yourself. Mm. I mean, nobody's your worst critic than, 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 especially with us. We are always like going like this has to be better. You know, it's just it's literally like. Good. Making a, a statue, you have to you have to chip away at it, and you have to get get the big blocks out of the way, and then polishing it, and getting it
0: just right, and mm. details. It's it takes a long time. Yeah, we get, we get into it. And uh, obviously, you guys are here as well for Spider in the Grass. Um, okay. Especially over, over the years, you guys have played Big Day Out, which I don't know if you know is now gone. Yeah, Sound Soundwave. Sound is now gone. Like yep. right We're about that too. You guys are jinxiness. Yes, try to
1: do this. <laughs> <since you> guys... <laughs>
2: Well, I did make a phone call. You <laughs> we'll have to start a new. Yeah, festival. I mean, it's, I think that it's good. It, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say it's good because the big day out was a great festival, mm. and we've had fun at Soundwave too. But sometimes things change, you know, and sometimes those things have to f- kind of go away for something else to come up.
0: Yeah, that's natural, I think. I mean, I think, I mean, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Splendour is probably now the biggest music festival that Australia has to offer. I and mean, you guys are closing yeah, totally the Saturday night out. So, um,
3: I mean, how's that for you guys? I think it's fun. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I I like that festival never, I've never played it, so I'm I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. really looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean,
1: playing festivals, obviously, versus playing, um, you know, your own gigs, very different crowds, I imagine. Is there a different approach that you guys take when doing a festival gig versus doing a
2: a Queen's gig? Yeah, I guess the... the the thing we would do at a festival is reel them in more because they're not our fans. You know, mm. Not all of them. So we we try to like, you know, just cast a wide net. Mm. What we call playing the hits. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not that we have. We like, set for hits but <laughs> they're hits to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're hits to our, you know, to our fans. So that's, we'll, we'll do that and then, and then we'll do a rug pull and then we'll play like a deep cut, you know, just to, see where they're at but it's it's usually like it's kind of like DJing you gotta gotta feel out the audience more you know Um, and that also you know keeps us on our toes but when it comes to like the show tonight
0: we you know we're playing for our fans so So I think this is, what, four years between since the last album, was four years from that yeah. one as well. Yeah. When you guys made your return, I say that with quotations because I don't want to call it that, but I mean, a lot of people were excited because, you know, you'd been off doing your own things like Gone is Gone and working with Biggie Pop. Yep. Um, what was the feeling like coming back? You know, does it feel like now that you guys kind of come back when, you know, your other things are on pause or is the other stuff very much side projects? Is every album a reunion album?
3: <laughs> <or>? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Um, what do you think, Dean? Well, I think, you know, we do all this stuff in between to give us a direction to go back with this, mm. you know. Um, it's, I, I know we felt like it was too long in between, but it just is what it is, you know, mm. you, can, yeah. you can't force making yeah making a record, so we try to use our time in between records to to become better and and have something to offer to bring back to the table when we when we do this again. Mm. Who does the call up to say, hey, we're we're getting
1: the band back together, let's do this? It
2: literally was what two weeks. It after, was right after the Iggy tour. right after the Iggy tour. I mean, it was so inspiring to play with Iggy, and, it, and it, every night was incredible. Mm. And so it made it really put a fire under our pants to get back to, to doing Queens.
0: Because I imagine Iggy would be a fan too, right? He's, would he be backstage he goes, are you guys when you do another Queen's album? We just—what are you doing here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we just ran into him at like one of the first shows that we played back for this record. Yeah. We, he, we did a festival in um, in uh, Montreal, and he played the same mm. night. So he said hello, and then he went and did his thing. You know? That's but awesome. I mean, uh, I would say that we're bigger fans of Iggy <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure. But I wanted to ask you as well about rock in general because right now obviously you know we just mentioned E-pop is a legend you guys are clearly on that status as far as I'm concerned I with rock music today you know a lot of bands that we think of like Linkin Park for example have kind of been thrown into the spotlight for selling out or completely changing their style or you know on a lesser extent, a band like Fall Out Boy have kind of gone that same route where, where do you see rock right now
2: well we're just trying for us we, we don't really pay attention to that I <laughs> think for us we just want to make our favorite music, mm. and
3: that's, that's and you really don't listen it. to the same thing, yeah, every day, your whole life, right? You're not inspired by the same things every day, yeah. So, you know, we have to change. We have to do something to keep ourselves motivated and inspired, or why do it? Mm
1: on that like I mean how, how close do you guys have your ears to the ground about, about new music and and stuff that's being generated well,
2: we try you know we, we try it goes in There's there's a, phases, there's a lot sure. of new music there's so much that you know literally like I couldn't tell you all the names of the new, mm. you know, the new cool stuff yeah. yeah but I'm always looking for things you know um I mean, Mark I Watson, know. I mean,
1: historically, he's, he's the guy with his ear to the ground, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's his thing. Yeah. I mean, he, he knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. And he's like a music encyclopedia, he and was want to sort of talk about him. Um, you know, is, is he bringing in sort of stuff into the room that you guys would never normally kind of be listening to, or... Not, we, Not we, really. we didn't listen to
3: anything, for We example.
2: really did kind of go into, like, a capsule, like, mm. just the, the six of us, basically... And we wanted to create something out of that vacuum, you know, just, just with ourselves. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't a lot of, like, referencing or any of that stuff. So, um, it kind of feels like a time warp. Like, now we're back out in the world, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, what's up there?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> is it a weird... Can I survive in this? Yeah. Well? yeah. It's a weird <laughs> scene, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Foo Fighters are playing yeah. Glassdoor, you know, Liam Gallagher's back. I mean, there is that cool balance between you and old.
2: I mean, yeah, we just like I said, we just kind of do our thing and and we wanted to make a record, we wanted it to be something new for us mm. and for for anyone who's listening and um I don't know we just with with the way the way that we work it's it's just it's just that that's the way it is it takes time, mm. and we're not really thinking about like how is this going to work mm. we're just doing it and you know, we're, we have to kind of put our balls on the table and gamble. Yeah. A
1: bit. The people that are coming out to see the Queen shows here in Sydney, here in Melbourne, the sold out shows, um, they're probably going to be hearing, uh, imagining some sneak peeks of, of the new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, how difficult is it to introduce an album to an audience through through gigging, something that they perhaps haven't had a chance to, to listen to properly before the gig? Is it a challenge or is that the best way to
3: do it? Yeah, we, don't, we definitely don't want to overwhelm people with that, you yeah. know, um, there's time for that, But still, you know, this is the first couple shows that we're doing, and I think ideally we'd like to come back and spend more time here as well, you know, sure, it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we love it here, you know. You know, yeah, we just, we're just trying to ease it in. For us, it's like putting, like,
2: you know, we've been playing, of course, the, the the kind of lead track which is the way you used to do Mm. and we've been playing a song called The Evil Has Landed which is a behemoth like it's like a six minute song Mm. it's not like a radio fucking hit Mm. you know but it's one of my favorite songs on the record so we're kind of throwing that in between like Little Sister and (laughs) and like no one knows yeah (laughs) so just just wait you know Um, that's kind of what our
0: approach is you know so what are the plans after show? I mean, you go back to the states, I believe, to do a to t- tour there. Mm-hmm. Um, do we go back into Queens? Do we go back to our separate projects? What happens there? We're all Queens all the time right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. because right. there's no time for anything else. There,
2: yep. Yeah, like like I, you know, you mentioned other projects. I just signed off on, on another track. For gone is gone. Yeah, that we recorded last year. Shit. Okay. So. That's just gonna go out. <laughs> it's not gonna be any shows or anything. Yeah. Cause, you know, Tony's at in at the driving, yeah. In that Troy's on the road to Macedon. Yeah. You know, and the other guy, Mike, he makes you know, he scores films and shit. So yeah. we just happened to record a, little, a lot of stuff and now we can release it while we're on the road. Yeah. But everybody's kind of, you know, focused on Queens. So this is
0: this is like the mothership. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, guys, it's good to have you back in the country. Thanks so much for coming by, and um, good luck at Splendor. Cool. Thanks, Thank you. Quartz's new album, Villains, is out August 25th. Be sure to check this out. This is arguably the band's best yet. Definitely their most danciest, thanks to Mark Ronson. Uh, Moving on now, we also caught up with with a fellow Splendor headliner. I'm talking about Royal Blood. Dave and I spoke with singer Mike Kerr earlier this week. Um, the guys obviously spoke to us about their the new album, How Do We Get So Dark, the Splendour set. They've also announced a massive 2018 tour of Australia, their biggest in the country yet. Um, we spoke to Mike about all of that, and as well as a little run-in he had with Brad Pitt and Bradley Cooper that was teed up by his mother backstage at Glastonbury.
1: Mike, Royal Blood, welcome. How are you, sir?
4: I'm good. I'm yeah? good. I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling a bit dreamy. Yeah. Yeah, the 40-hour... The Journey here from Finland, and seeing Queens of the Stone Age play last night, and getting drunk has sort of, yeah. I, I feel like I'm in a time. I feel like I'm like living in a timeless world. Do, do you
1: need mm-hmm. to get back onto the hair of the dog? Can we crack you a crack you a beer? I'm
4: alright. Okay. Yeah. Sure? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: You
0: can have some of my cider. I don't know if it's any good. I'm
4: trying not it's... to drink beer at the moment. <laughs> I'm trying not to drink beer at the moment. Yeah. Especially when you're jet lagged, just like tequila is what you want.
0: Yeah,
4: but the thing is, is there's so many really good beers here in Australia. So I've kind of landed in the worst place.
0: We um we had to be held back a little bit because apparently you needed to devour some fish tacos. Was it worth it?
4: Um yeah, they were good, but they had <laughs> they had pineapple in. So yeah, I, there was a little bit. of The time you spent waiting for me was probably me removing. You just it. being <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> so you can blame me if you want. But um, I just I just had a job to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Sometimes you got to pick out some pineapple yeah. in order to get to the sweet fish tacos. You
4: know, like, totally you know, like, slack me off, the interview, be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he made us wait three it's minutes. It's like it's like <laughs>
0: Mike from Royal Blood shits on pineapples. <laughs> yeah, Headlines yeah. can't be that long. I don't know. Royal <laughs> Blood hates pineapple I'm no journalist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut.
4: Like four taco minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, dude, congratulations again. You're obviously here for Splendour this weekend. Uh, besides the jet lag and the 40-hour flights and the tacos, how are we feeling?
4: It's a hard life, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling good. We fucking love coming here. Um, yeah, we've always had, like, really good memories of, of playing in Australia. and Yeah, I don't know. I think even, like, I remember the first time we came, we did uh, Oxford Arts and that show was just, like, amazing. And mm-hmm. and, and playing Splendour as well before. So I think um, we know our little hot spots as well, like where we go and drink and eat. And so you almost p- you for a while, didn't you? You did, and like, did, a little yeah. sabbatical here. I did. I did yeah. my sort of, like, cliche. <laughs> Fuck you, mum. Mm. I'm going to go and explore. Yeah. Um, How long did that last? I went to the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the ambition of the traveller. <laughs> 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 um... You know, into the go- I did actually end up like doing a bit you know travelling on Australia and stuff and yeah it was it was awesome actually so uh, yeah I remember like when we found out we were going to play gigs here I was like yeah like I know like come with me but um yeah it feels great to be back and it's been ages I don't, we haven't been here since probably the, well we did Splendour but like, we were only here for like a day and then we did did that whole Laneway festival thing but that was like two and a half years ago mm. so um yeah, we've, like, we've changed a lot.
0: Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, you just mentioned that the first time you played here was Oxford Art Factory. I mean, tonight you're playing in Sydney at the Metro Theatre and then you're coming back next year, newly announced, uh, for a bunch of shows. You're playing at the Horton Pavilion. I mean, you've gone up pretty quickly as far as venues are concerned and, what, you're one of the top build acts at Splendour, so you've done well.
4: Thank you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still... It's something I sort of choose not to get my head around, really, because um, it just will give me a panic attack. No, it will. It yeah, it just seems quite unimportant to kind of try and make sense of that. But it's obviously like ridiculous and amazing, and it affords us to, yeah, like keep doing this and 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 travel around the world and 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 play shows like that. You know, we're we're pretty lucky to be able mm. to do that. And you guys
1: have obviously just released the brand new album um, how did how did we get so dark um, congratulations on it to begin with very very exciting business um, the fact that you guys are now this is probably very early when since the release you guys are beginning to play this music live I mean obviously you know you' probably getting feedback about about the album through the process of of touring it and getting on stage with it how are how are royal blood fans reacting to the new stuff
4: it's been great actually I mean I guess if you think about it, this is the first time we've been through the process of of having fans and having material to kind of unleash them. Because before it was like, we just put demos out and then it's, everything stopped going mental. And everyone was familiar with everything. Whereas this time it was like, that, yeah, that feeling of like, fuck what if no one likes it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think we felt confident in, in, in what we'd made and we wouldn't have put out any otherwise. But... Yeah, the like I would say now that some like we had the first like two singles out before the album and that was when I think people la- really latched on to like those tunes, Lights Out and Only Line I Love You. And yeah, immediately they- those songs now feel part of the same club and there are ones on the set list we look down and we're like, Oh the- like this will go off. So that's a, that's a really good feeling. And there's still loads of stuff off, off the album that we've, yeah, we're Yeah, we kind of holding back for now, just because the kind of sets we're playing are an hour long at the moment. So mm. you don't want to be the band that just plays all the new shit.
0: <laughs> As a rule! <laughs> <laughs>
4: As a, I, I don't want to be the band that just plays the new shit. Anyway. Yeah.
0: You, um, obviously, playing Splendour is a massive deal, but you guys have just played Clasto. Glastonbury. Do, can you do you call it Glastow? Is yeah, that fine? Go, good slang. Good. Yeah. It's right. yeah right. I was, I was yeah. worried. Like, what's Gloucester? No, very it's, Australian. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've obviously we saw you were hanging out with Brad Pitt. But the thing I wanted to ask you about.
4: My mum introduced me to Brad Pitt.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What?
4: <laughs> um, should you stop talking?
1: You need to tell the story.
4: Yeah. Well, what, I basically was like said to my parents, "You have to come to Glastonbury because they would never ever been to a festival." Yeah. Um. So I thought, you, you know, this is a great opportunity, you have to come along, and they were side of stage for the show. Obviously, I was preoccupied by doing Music. Glastonbury. nerve no. And, uh, yeah, then when I came off stage, um, I kind of, I went to the dressing room quickly. Everyone was, like, drinking and going mental, and then my mum was like, have you met Brad yet? And I was like, <laughs> what? She's like, oh, come here, come here. She's like, Brad, like, meet, meet Mike and... She introduced me to like Bradley Cooper. I was like, "What is going on?"
0: I love that your mum's on first name basis with Bradley. Have you, uh, have you met Brad? Yeah. Brad, come over here. Meet Mike. Pretty
4: cool. And Bradley Cooper as well. Yeah. And they both Brads. They, they actually went to my parents to ask, like, to introduce themselves. So it was the other way around, which I I like. That's that's classy move. Very classy, my parents. (laughs) Very classy move. (laughs) But the other, the cool thing
0: is that you know there is footage of you guys some popping some champagne on stage. Yeah. When did you guys, well, you popped the champagne because uh, you go, the album went number one in the UK. Did you guys
4: find out, at, like, while
0: you are on stage, is that you, like, shout it out to you mid-song?
4: Just before we went on stage. Like, the timing of finding out where you are in the charts and our stage time, those two stars aligned, and it was like... Was
0: it just simply a case of you managed going, hey, by the way, number one, we go were, get him, tiger! We were, kind <laughs> of like,
4: we were kind of, like, ahead enough to, like, have it in the bag, yeah. But then, when the when the when the hand or the clock turned, we were like, okay, now it's official. Yeah. And then it was like, fuck. Now we're go. Now we're gonna go and do this. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was probably like the best moment of my life, honestly. Yeah. Not the not the number one thing is like yes, that's cool, mm. but the Glastonbury experience was just like inc- it was just insane. Yeah. I can't even describe it. It was just the vibe of. of of the festival and, and yeah, playing to that many people. It, I think it just had a really good spirit this year. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of shit's been going on and it felt like an opportunity for everyone just to, like, lose their minds and have some fun, you know, and, like, switch off from the world. Mm-hmm. So the whole, it was a very, like, I had a very euphoric experience.
1: And no one's going to poo-poo the experience of drinking champagne on stage, I imagine. Uh, That probably just took the whole thing to a new level.
4: No, yeah, Ben Ben is responsible for the champagne, I have to admit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was going to say,
0: like, do you have any crazy Glasto stories? But, I mean, your mum teen up chats with Brad Pitt and Bradley Cooper is probably the top, right?
4: Because I was only at Glastonbury for the show. We had to go to another festival. So, um, I'm sure they're going to have so, all like, the mad stories. So, mum and dad were like
1: there a couple of days beforehand just getting yeah. getting loose. And
4: they did it probably while they camped. Like, they like, <laughs> properly did it. Good on them. Yeah. That's a cool move. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm sure they would have come and hung out with you, but they were too busy hanging out with Liam Gallagher and David Beckham, so yeah, they like couldn't that. come with you, unfortunately. Super busy. Yeah. Super busy. <laughs> well, Mike, before we go, obviously, you're coming back in 2018. So, between Splendour and then, I mean, we know you're going to America to support Queens of the Stone Age, are you getting any downtime, or you know, will we just see you back in a couple of months, very, very jet-lagged? We have
4: five days off, um, and Ben is going to go to Ibiza, because we went there recently. Bad move. And he, it turns out he loves Ibiza, like massively loves it. Yeah, but if you've
0: got five days... That's not a rest stop. <laughs> no, <laughs> I
4: don't know. No, particularly if you go to Ibiza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. I might sort of go to a retreat yeah mm. just be in a steam room or something <laughs> <before>. <laughs> meditating <laughs> with some sort of spiritual guru with me yeah. i don't know we don't have any time off basically wow so we'll probably look like this but just like a bit fatter yeah <laughs> bigger bags under our eyes yeah and a, just a little bit more bitter yeah good well,
1: something to look forward to <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: congratulations again and uh we'll see you guys uh in what like six months time yeah
4: see you there
0: So Royal Blood are coming back to Australia in April and May. They're playing at the Horton Pavilion in Sydney. They're playing in Brisbane, Melbourne, and Perth. Check all the dates out of the gig guide. And we also filmed this interview with Mike. So jump on themusic.com.au and check out the full video. That's our show. So thank you so much for tuning in. Again, if you're at Splendour, have a fucking blast. Uh, We're all very jealous of you here back in... Well, I'm going to say I'm in Sydney, but you could be in Perth. I don't know. I don't know why you're listening, but thanks for listening. Thanks again to Queens of the Stone Age. Thank you, Royal Blood. We'll see you all next week. Thanks so much, guys.